this song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with my Oh, well, hello. Uh, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. I'm Mike Spiegelman. Great to have you here. Uh, Carl, are you here? Hi, this oh. is Carl. <laughs> All right, I think I got his voicemail. Uh, <laughs> welcome, uh, if you are listening this. Uh, hopefully you are listening from our website. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. Two Google products in our URL. And... Uh, you can see the embedded video and you could listen to our podcast simultaneously. You could listen to us live. In fact, let's timestamp it. Hey, it's uh, January 22nd, uh, where the state of our union is getting back to work, according to Jake Tapper this morning. And my name is Mike Spiegelman. I'm here with my co host, Carl. Hi. Hi, Carl. How's your show going on Wednesdays? Oh, it's going. I hope you appear by Skype next time. Um, it's really only had one, uh, you know, it's really been our debut only. So, uh, looking forward to successful Wednesdays and you appearing on Skype. I hope you come next week. I, I, hope, I, I hope I come every night, but I'll definitely try yeah. to Skype you on Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> so we have a, uh, your phone's going to be a little glitchy, but we're, we're glitch core. What can I tell you? We're original punks. Uh, and here's a little punk rock thing we're going to do. Oh. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube and just talk over it, you know? And yeah. we, Because sometimes it's tough to watch a movie by yourself. And we, we're watching it with you. We want you to join us. So this is, if you're listening to us uh, live, it's through mutinyradio.fm, where we do this every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 to 8, right? 5 to 7, your time, East Coast time. Stop me if you heard this before, Carl. Might I jump um, in the gun? Listen, you have chosen an excellent movie today. I mean, it's bad, right. but that makes it for your show an excellent choice. So let's. the premise of the show is that we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. So join us, because uh, if you're listening, it's only half the fun. Uh, if you go to YouTube, our movie tonight is... Uh, go ahead, Carl. Do you, do you have some stuff about this movie? The movie is called Hitler's Folly. And believe it or not, Mike, you know how I like to look stuff up ahead of time. There's very little out there about this movie. Uh, it's less, you know, it's, it's seven months ago it came out. Um, the internet hates it, but um, <laughs> there isn't, like, I don't have too much behind-the-scenes cool information about it. I guess it's just too young. Oh, you think the, uh, the commenters on YouTube are just too young to appreciate a Hitler uh, <laughs> satire? <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, the movie is young. And um, I think that time will tell how bad it is. But I'm 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 just waiting to hear. I do know some stuff, and I'll tell you during the film. Right. But uh, there just isn't too much juicy. Well, let's uh, rumors let's, or let's know. say why it's on. Uh, this movie came out last year, right? 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Back when Obama was president. And, uh, right. Right. Is, wow. Yeah. This is, this we're is, going back. But we're yeah. going back. And this is actually from a distinguished. Uh, distinguished 
filmmaker who uh, I actually went to see his movie The Tune in the theater back in 92. Uh, a gentleman named Bill Plimpton, who's a animator probably best known for his MTV bumps during the 90s. They definitely defined the, the network. Uh, and he did those, uh, he was a part of the animation scene of MTV when they had uh, Liquid Television anthology. But he had, you know, gone in his own direction. And apparently this movie, he couldn't get a, a he just, instead of having a straight on theatrical release DOV schedule, he released this movie himself on YouTube. Yeah. So we're going to actually watch the version that's on his own channel. Uh, which is Pliptune. So, <clears throat> as you know, we are... Uh, by the way, uh, this is our first show uh, under the President uh, Trump's administration. So, uh, just, just so you know, every film from now on will have Hitler in it. So, here we go with our first Hitler movie. <laughs> uh, so, let me see. There's, there's 52 weeks, four years. It's going to be a lot of Hitler movies. Okay, so... Oh, well, there are definitely 52 Hitler movies in this world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. So we got we got 2017 covered. So this Hitler movie, uh, if you type in Hitler's Folly, uh, make sure your boss is not looking over your shoulder, you'll notice that uh, Plimptoons is hosting it. We're going to go ahead and click it and immediately hit pause when we see the video come. I'm, I'm doing this right now. Right now I have the audio connected to the board, but I'm going to lower that in a second. So I hit pause, and it's buffering. This movie is uh, 68 minutes long. Mike, um, why is a kitty cat like YouTube? I give up, Carl. Why is a kitty cat like YouTube? Because they both have paws. <laughs> uh, well, uh, all right. Thanks. That's probably our first joke this evening. Uh, <laughs> let's mark it down. They have paws. Hey, you know, uh, you know why cats are like YouTube? Why? Oh, I know. Because they both have... Uh, uh, why are cats like YouTube? Oh, because they both have paws. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They have two paws. They have both, both paws. Yeah, and I also paused before I said the punchline, so that was three pauses. Now, we're going to hear from Bill Plimpton. He gives a preamble to the movie. All right, so why don't we play the preamble, and we'll listen to the man... Here, here is plan about this. Uh, I think that's uh, no. and and then we'll just watch it. Part, I'm not too worried oh, about. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I gotta say, uh, I have to turn off this other one. <laughs> this is all live. There we go. Oh, I'm using double browser technology. Okay, so uh, at the count of three, three, two, one, and then we'll say go, and uh, we'll start okay. the film. And I'm going to go ahead and play Mr. Plimpton's own uh, pre uh, preamble to his controversial movie from last year, Hitler's Folly. So three, two, one, go. Hello, everybody, and Bill Plimpton fans. My name is Bill Plimpton. What you're about to see is a, my newest film called Hitler's Folly. And um, this is a very, uh, very uh, provocative and kind of wacky look at the movie industry. Yet wacky. Uh, and and wacky. also Hitler's career as uh, he became a cartoonist. The reason I wanted to introduce <laughs> the film was because that uh, it's free. My, my idea is that if uh, well, Hitler was a cartoonist. However, anyway. if you feel like you want to support my studio so I can continue making films like this, uh, check out the donate button, and any kind of money would be really appreciated so I can continue making the. Why did he do this so casually? Like, at his dad, whatever oh. he uh, so anyway, Well, this is pretty revolutionary. He's basically telling us, the YouTube audience, that I'll keep making movies for YouTube, but help donate to the money. 
Okay. So who's that, Ricky J? This guy, yeah, he starts the song to smell his bad death. Huh. All right. Well, so we have live action. Oh, a film by Josh Walker. Yeah, I got tricked by that and started, I started YouTube. I, I started don't want to watch Josh so this is oh this is like his movie starts a movie within a movie within a movie in media res movie it starts in media res no it starts at the beginning of another movie yeah and that Josh must be Walker Josh Walker did, is that Josh a Walker? character in the in the movie I started cart- googling Josh Walker like a fool uh huh and how many Josh yeah, Walkers are there at Google well there's there's a uh, there's a rugby player who's pretty famous uh huh and <laughs> there's a lot of Joshua Walkers but uh this is. I wanted to draw your attention to the views count. If you could take a look at how many views there are. Okay, I am looking at it. There is six thousand six hundred and sixteen views. Yeah, so we are definitely helping Bill out here. Why? Because it's Hitler and it's six 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 in the in the view number. No, I'm saying we're just. You know, if it wasn't for us, he'd have two less counts. I right. Mean, he's not doing so well. I mean, it's not. Oh, did you mute the sound, Mike? I, I muted my sound because I oh, heard yours. Oh, yeah, we were yours. just talking. Oh, so wait. All right, so I put the sound back on. I just, uh, I had it on the board. I took it out. So he's okay. being chased oh. or something? There's a protest going on? Okay, so here's, yeah. You would have heard from the, he is being chased because he is in possession of. The baseball diamond. The Pink Panther. He's, he's right now making a video for Josh. And he's saying, Josh. Oh, hey, I researched this, Michael S. Yeah. So you're not... I don't hear the sound, so I'm going to unmute mine. Yeah, go ahead. I hear hear sound. It's David Lynch has a clothing store. He's witnessing his friend who just get get killed. He was dropping off this box to him. Oh, that's his friend picking up the camera. That's kind of stupid. I mean, kind of. Oh my god, there's a plant in the room. He knows there's a plant in the audience. Oh. I think that's a key. No. He's the. Oh, City of New York, okay. True TV, MTV, ETV. All the. Now, the uh, coroner makes a funny joke. There is a good funny joke. But here's the joke is that MTV is covering this uh, newscast as well as Ian True. All right. So what happened? This guy got killed, and then they found the tape. You hear? Hear what he said? No. All right. You know, I'm gonna put it on the board. Okay. So Sears found dead. Oh, see, this is kind of... I don't think the Daily News would be that cruel. They're showing... Sanf- All right. Nice headshots uh, photos. So we missed the joke here. They said that he wasn't really shot by NYPD. He ran into the bullet. Oh, I they see. They were slow-moving bullets, and they he ran into him. Okay, here's Josh. Oh, all right. Here's Josh Walker. And he looks good at 59. And he's walking. Walking. He did how, his, yes. How old do you think he, he is? 40, 52 hair. or 49? He gelled his hair. All right. 
Okay, so now he's going to this guy's house to find the box that he has the key for, the box that is under the stove. All right. So why did why did the cops shoot the conspiracy conspiracy theorists? Or What's who that? Why did the cops shoot the conspiracy theorists? I'm not sure. It's never really explained in the film. Like he's in possession of something that they don't want him to have. But it doesn't make sense because in the film, it's some Nazis who don't want him to have it, not right. the cops. So I don't understand. Well, I mean, not to sound redundant, but when it comes to cops and Nazis, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, that's a given. Yeah, but you're saying, okay, to that's say cops are from... like Nazis, okay, but oh. in the literal sense, there are going to be Nazis knocking at his door, and my German is from college, and I think they're saying, come out now. <laughs> uh, that's well, what I think they're saying throughout the whole film. Full it's disclosure. Pretty, oh, you, he found yeah, yeah. the box, you see? No, not yet. I don't see, but it's all right. All right, so he's going to open the box. Is this Pandora? You're listening to Pandora Box. Come well, out he next. actually does do that. He says, this is literally... Do you see the banjo over his head? Uh, no, not right now. I'm, uh, there's something okay, so nice. I don't understand. Are you at 624? Yeah, no, I'm, all right, 26? here you go. He's opening up. I, I, I had the screen obscured for a second. Uh, I'm at 632. So okay, so I'm a his... second ahead of you. That's yeah, that's okay. all right. We'll live. All right, so he's uh, looking at pictures of Mo Williams. Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. That's the first draft. Oh, so this is the animation. So this stuff's going to be there. And this is shot in his studio, right? It says, look, the director's uh, posters are behind him. It says, directed by Bill Plimpton. Is that crazy? <laughs> this is probably a... But I guess in tr the movie Transformers, one of the characters says, uh, this is better than a Michael Bay movie. So that's kind of a, a reference, self-reference. <laughs> and I guess Kevin Smith, but I don't think I've ever seen a movie where a director puts one of his own film posters in it. Maybe that film, This Is Not a Film, where the Iranian director is, is a documentary where he's stuck in house arrest. Maybe one of his posters are in the background. But I haven't seen a, a film where the director puts his own poster. Is it Bill Plimpton or did he change the name? I think he changed the name. Well, so it says Plimpton the last name. Oh. Okay, so here's our premise. It's the true story of why it's Okay, here we go. I, I probably shouldn't even be looking into this box. It's like the proverbial Pandora's box. It's like the proverbial box. To, to CNN, to 60 Minutes, uh -huh. to the History Channel, even. No one wanted to touch it, so I decided to put this documentary together by myself. All right. And present it. Okay, finally. It's been like 12 minutes. Hang on. It's Cisco and Ebert. They want to talk to me. Oh, they stabbed me. Oh, they really are Nazis. Yes, and they're That's in the. Well, you know. All Nazis are cops. This is one of those movies. He's shooting it like a YouTube video. Do you know what I mean? Like, this isn't really. It's. Well, the chapters is not like a YouTube video. Okay, here we go. All right, now, so, when you told me about this film, I assumed it would be an animated film because it's Plimpton. Right. Yeah. Right. Bill Plimpton, who did uh, a lot of these animated films, we mentioned mm -hmm. the Kiss, uh, the Tune. Uh, he did a bunch of Simpsons couch gags. 
One where yeah. Homer gets the couch pregnant. <laughs> right? Funny stuff. We like Bill Clifton. So this was kind of odd to, to have this come out. But, you know, he is a singular, uh, it's a parody, a satirist. He's going in a direction, you know. And uh, Now, what he, happened here in the real world is Clifton learned that Hitler was a big fan of Disney. And he was a fan of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And it just amused Bill Clinton that, like, the most evil man in the world is like a Disney fan laughing at ha, 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 you know? Right. So that gave him the idea. You sure Hitler didn't get the idea by watching Steven Spielberg's 1941 and the scene where the general is laughing at Dumbo at the Black Crows? I think that came out in 1980, right? Uh, In 1979, yeah. Oh, so you're right. That would have been after World War II. But that doesn't say that Hitler didn't watch it. Now that Clinton drew that. Oh, so Hitler, well, Hitler was an artist, and so this animator is saying, what if he was an animator like myself? And that's the premise of the film. Yeah, there's this thing Hitler finds out, like, why bother doing drawings when animation is so much... Okay, the joke here is that there was a duck, and he loved the duck. Right. And he brought the duck home. And what the parents did is, behind his back, they fed him for his birthday dinner, duck. And it was... See that? <laughs> Look at Pikachu that's and Hello Kitty and That's modern. Did you see it? Yeah, I just saw Hello Kitty, and I just saw... Uh... I'm Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu Hitler. That makes no sense. With yeah, the suspension you know of disbelief that this is the 20s. Well, they had the smiley, uh, the 70s smiley face with a Hitler mustache. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, that's not the first time I've seen that, but it's the first time I've seen it as it's supposed to be artwork from Hitler himself. Hitler himself drew a Pikachu in 1938. <laughs> so, you know, my wife hates films that are about films, films about filmmakers, or, uh, mm-hmm. and so this falls under this. There's a Kit Kat Club, KKK. Oot nipple. Yeah, and that was on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. This movie has titties, or a tit actually, because it was just one boob exposed. Let's watch a full frontal nudity on YouTube. Not the first time we have the telephone book. Go ahead and click the link on our website, and you can see uh, and hear that movie. So. The, that, so he loves the duck, and the parents fed him the duck. Mickey Mouse. So Moss. then he hates his parents for life. And now he goes to this film, uh, this secret club, and they watch pornography, and he finally gets invited back. But they also watch shorts. And when he sees Steamboat Willie, he realizes, I'm not going to draw silly drawings anymore. I'm going to now be an animator because it's so much more powerful than a simple drawing. Jesus. You know, I think the reason why you have a, you write a story like this, so if anyone reviews it, they spend like the first four paragraphs of the review explaining the story. And then they have like enough space for one paragraph. Ah, this movie is kind of self-indulgent. The end. Wow, all right. This movie, think, yeah. It's really bad. Um, the, the jokes here, it's like they take every real event and turn it around that he was invading Poland to get to get um, control of the theaters. Oh. Ha ha. 
It, you, it, yeah. It's just... Uh, look, now, you see that big crowd? They're claiming that crowd came to see... See that not, swastika? It's Hitler's uh, Thank cartoon you. symbol. Man, this must be... The room is packed. There must be a ringer show. Is this a ringer show? Oh, so there's Hitler himself. Uh, yeah. And now you said you know you're German. He's not really talking right. about a ball of yarn. He is absolutely not. <laughs> the subtitles are uh, him describing the short. But anyone who knows a little bit of Germany. Uh, and then some, yeah. So he made a YouTube video movie and it has like Hitler jokes in it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I have all those things. Oh, so it's so that I, was a little funny, right? He goes, "Hey, look, I'm pregnant." It's I'm trying to think of other uh, animation movies about Hitler. I do know there was a, a Japanese manga uh, about Hitler, a biography, and I had read most of it. And I had to stop because it was historically accurate. I mean, he, it was an accurate description of what was going on, and it's really depressing. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a question of whether or not you're going to address this head on, or you're going to make light of it. And the problem about making light of it, which I felt within Glorious Bastards, is that there's a generation that is one generation detached from this. So it's important to let that generation know that this was paramount, that this is, you know, absolute what happened in World War II. And it can't be taken lightly, you know. If it's taken lightly, you need to know the history of it. You need to know what actually happened to appreciate Hitler's folly, right? You got to know who Hitler was. Yeah, you've got to know the real history to get... I mean, you say appreciate, even though you don't know the history. I don't appreciate it, but... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a very underrated guy. But I mean, like, uh, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, I, I know what Hitler did and, and the Holocaust and World War II and everything about that. And I just saw a movie called Hitler's Folly. And there's another thing to say, hey, I just saw a movie called Hitler's Folly. And, and now I'm going to look up who this Hitler guy is. Or that's, that's you know, that colors my view of Hitler just as much as mm-hmm. Inglorious Bastards does. So, like, in Inglorious Bastards, you think... Because that blew my mind when Hitler died in the end. Because, right. you know, I, I've never seen something that didn't stay historically accurate, at least to what the news claims for Hitler... So I didn't think he was going to die, of course. And, and then he and, died. And don't forget, so, he, the way he died was that this movie is about a movie theater showing a movie uh, in a movie house where Hitler is watching the movie that we're watching that's going to blow up. And then when the movie ends, he, he ends. You know, it's like kind of it's kind of similar to this. It's kind of head up your own ass. The joke here is that the, this is saying I'm saving a seat for someone in the theater oh you know like you wave to here here here's your seat and that became the symbol of the film club it's so stupid see this this is them marching to their (laughs) seats it's it's just it's not even close to funny now i saw interviews i saw one interview with bill plimpton talking about his new this film and he is completely serious. He thinks this is a really good thing. He really respects this uh, his product here. Well, he doesn't a... understand. He doesn't think it's not funny at all. You know what I mean? Like he thinks he's got gold. Now, another thing I learned was three people quit. Three people are like, "I'm not animating Swastika," 
And so Bill Clinton said that it, they, they nicely left. He was like, I completely understand. Wow. It's no problem. Uh, you're fired. So, you know, last, last year uh, there was another controversial, uh, more broadly theatrically released animated film called Sausage Party. And there was a lot of controversy with that film because the animators felt that they were forced to do overtime. Uh, to do what? Overtime. They had to... They had to uh, uh, do they had to work, you know, extra hours and stuff like that. I'm uh-huh. not sure if they got paid extra, but they had complained that they were forced to work on this film. So it's funny that uh, that kind of, you know, scandalous film and with with that sense of humor and, and this film with the same kind of thing. Oh, here, we finally get to see animation. Oh, no. He has a feeling so to cat did obsession. Did you see Sausage Party? No, I haven't seen Sausage Party. Oh, Okay. All right, I won't wreck it for you. All right, well, I'm sure I, I'm sure I know what happened, but so there's Hitler in a Superman uh, cape. <laughs> there he is in this cape. Yeah, and the, the joke here is he's a Superman fan, and he's I don't know, it's not a joke. Um, listen, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about Sausage Party. Do you plan to see it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it's extremely foul. Every single person is using the F word, and I mean, you're, they're Sausage. cursing galore. Right? There's Everything, pussy galore? What's that? Oh, cursing galore, yeah. Every line, every line. But you that's, lame MFers, you know, every line of that movie is. But cursing. to be fair, Carl, that's our show, too, fuck. Every fucking line of our fucking show is just shit fuck cursing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we do it with a little bit of fucking class. I mean, it's different. Well, we're from New Jersey and shit. I mean, when it comes to fucking cursing, fucking A. <laughs> I'm glad you admit you're from Jersey. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. No way I'm from Jersey and shit. What fucking gave you, know, you a fucking clue? If I moved to San Francisco, I would have a movement called Frisco. Oh, people call it Frisco here. Don't, don't, you know, don't believe the bumper stickers. Yeah. You told me don't call it Frisco. I never said that. People say that. That's a saying. The saying goes, don't call it Frisco. And that that was... Hamtastic radio show. She came out and said, don't call it Frisco. That's, you know, you know who had the first tattoo of that? Emperor Norton in 1860. Uh, Mark Twain personally gave him a back tattoo that said, don't call it Frisco. And, you know, Mark Twain was old-timey, so he used old-timey letters. And that's how that tattoo caught on. Have you seen my, my tattoo that says, don't call it Frisco? It's on my knuckles. So it says, uh, my left hand says, don't. And my right hand, the figures of my right hand says, call it Frisco. Have you seen that? I, on your hand, I have. Yeah. Maybe you would put it on Facebook and I can check it out. Okay, this is a terrible cartoon. And here's Bill Plimpton's artwork. That's the thing. He he does do his art in here, but it's all like Hitler's. So this is supposed to be Hitler's drawings of yeah, his wacky it's duck. To be Hitler's animation, right? Well, let's see what symbolism. So the girl in the red coat represents uh, innocence. Oh no, that's Schindler's List. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't dare. I'm, I'm just. Copy I can't think Schindler's of anything. List. This is like Schindler's List too. Actually, I think the reason why I never got released theatrically because he called it Schindler's List too. So he's that's made, why Schindler's pissed. These are all the the posters and the the quotes of these films 
films, but we only saw 10 seconds of one film. Right? He made a dozen films, we're only going to see 10 seconds of one. And then back to this documentary. Oh, wow, that's trippy, man. I can't even listen. I, I, I'm not even like, I'm half listening to this. I want to leave it on this. mute because it's just so bad. It's yeah. not fun. Put it on mute. Why don't we just we'll make our own documentary? Okay. All right. Uh, okay. You, you, yeah, you mute you it? You start and... Should I start? Yeah, just just hit mute, man. I encourage everybody listening just to turn the sound off at this point. <laughs> All right, I muted it. I, I think I'm going to watch the rest of this movie on mute. I'm, mute. I'm just going to, full disclosure, I'm just looking at you the You know images. those um, operas in which they have the breath and they're like uh, uh, cover? Did you see before? It, it's like a armor on their boob. Like what is, like why are they protecting... Their boobs? Well, yeah, like they're wearing a regular shirt. Right. So an arrow can go right into their sternum, right? Right. Through the rib cage, but their boobs are protected. Well, that's it's to distract the enemy with the with the shiny boobs. Because when the sun where, reflects. Um, um, Madonna got her, uh, got her idea. I guess I must unmute it, otherwise, we're not really watching. I, I still have an unmute in protest of this movie. All right, I'll put it back on unmute. Oh, you Oh, no, yeah, here I go. Oh. God, I'm so, you know what, just clicking, just is stress, it takes a lot of effort. So these are drawing, see, this is so inside. These are like, you know, test prints they use for animation. And it's so, it's supposed to be Hitler drew these, but only like an animator would find this interesting. That's another thing. I mean, who's your audience, fellow animators? The joke is just like everything in history that they go through, they turn it into he was doing it for his movies. And this, oh. these Nazis continue to knock on the door throughout the entire film. Oh, I was, I was a little concerned. It's been 20 minutes, you know. Okay, so I'm at 2302. What are you at? Uh, 2315, uh, 2316. Okay. When you get to 24, would you pause it? All right, guys. You hear that? Uh, let's. I just passed 24. Go ahead you and let me do another it? one. Okay. Uh, when okay, you get to 25. Oh, okay. All right. By the way, this is his favorite. Uh, Dopey was his favorite. Well, I'm watching 2340. By the way, this film is shot to you in HD. That's high in def. Thank you, Paul Brumbaugh. By the way, listen to Edge of Insanity on F- uh, MutinyRadio.fm, previous to my show, if you can listen to it live, weekend and afternoon. Okay, so you, what you, I'm going to click in on 24 exactly. So audience, let's pause it exactly at 24. 24 okay. exactly. Zero, Four, zero. three, two, one, play. Okay. All right. Jeez. Okay, so we should be synced up. So this is before World War Two. No, it's World War Two. Oh, um, right. And like he's explaining, like this guy Rommel uh, didn't like his idea, and so he banished him to the to the African desert. And then you see pictures of Rommel, like you know what you I know? hated about Rommel 
is that when he would steal your hamburger, he would always talk about himself in the third person. He'd be like, Rommel, 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 Rommel. When he would, at McDonald's, when he's hamburgers, your, your burger, Rommel was always like talking about himself. He's like, Rommel, Rommel, Rommel. Okay, are you going all the way back to McDonald's commercials of our childhood? <laughs> yeah, the, the hamburger. When he, when he stole hamburgers, he, he was a big fan of Rommel. He was, he was. He would always whisper, he was an anti-Semite. Did you know that? The, ham, the original hamburger, not the uh, sexy millennial hamburger he was of today. anti-Semite? Yeah, because he would always say Rommel's name when he sold your hamburger. Oh, I see. Rommel, Rommel, yeah. Rommel. You know, what was weird about the hamburger is he was dressed for jail. He was, he was already dressed for jail. Like, yeah. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. Well, you know, originally he had face tattoos. And uh, they took that off. He had like two tears under his left eye, the hamburger, which is a dead giveaway that you, not only you're in jail, but you're deep enough to, to, to signify that you killed two people and put that two tears under there. And that's the less said, the better. But uh, Is that what that means, that jail yeah. cat? That... Well, I, you know, whatever. I know this from pop culture. I don't know this from real life, but uh, a tear tattooed under your eye signifies you kill, that you killed somebody. Didn't you do your time in San Quentin? Uh, no, no, that's a different Mike Spiegelman. So, oh. and I changed my phone number since uh, finding that out uh, <laughs> unexpectedly. So, I'm not accepting any click in, calls. <clears throat> I did my time in San Quentin Tarantino. Uh huh. Yeah, the day I went in, I it, it was like I was getting released. <laughs> It's very violent. Hard yeah. time. So you know, Quentin Tarantino says he's only going to make ten movies, and then he's done. Ten movies, what? And then he's done. He's going to retire. Good, good. Thank you. Don't make the ten. Just quit now. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it was fun when it was Reservoir Dogs, and right, it was fun and ja- when Jackie it was, Brown. I like. Jackie. I don't know. It's just. He just wants to go over the top and kill. Did you see The Hateful Eight? Yeah, I did. Well, what do you think? I think it's the best and worst movie he's ever done. The worst movie because... Best and worst. Because the worst thing he's ever done is just the gratuitous N-bomb dropping. I Just the N-word. I just... Honestly, it's like Sam, Samuel L. Jackson is a great actor, and he's terrific in Hateful Eight. But just the way they just dump on his character. these All these white characters are just bellowing that at him. It's just kind of, it's just a little, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing a movie about slavery, I get you. If you're doing a movie about these immoral gangsters, I get you. But you're in a fantasy world of like cowboy bebop bounty hunters. Walk, you know, the Old West is all bounty hunters. Like, and, you know, but he, he kind of risks on all his films. I like the movie because I thought it, it reminded me of the 90s going to Barnes and Nobles. And you know how like Borders and Barnes and Nobles and they would have these three stories of just stuff. And Millie's Hatchery, or whatever the fuck it was called, the hat shop, had, it reminded me of Borders, you know, just like, hey, here's the fiction section, here's the DVD section, you know, and there it's like, here's candy, here's, uh, you know, place to eat stew, you know, and uh, so it reminded me of, like, consumerism, like, it reminded me of the 90s. Uh, is that a little too heavy, or what? Uh... Listen, it, that film was ridiculous. It was, did you see the way everyone was shot up and hurt and everything? And they were like, ah, uh, ah, uh, and they were still going. It was pretend and awful. I mean, 
that guy, Samuel Jackson, was so shot up that he should have either been dead or completely unfunctional. Oh, by the way, wait, wait. This is actually a little funny. There are plans for an amusement park, and he gets mad because, did you see the one in which they were shooting ducks with machine guns? Right. Hitler loves ducks is the premise of the beginning of this film. So he vanishes them. So the amusement park, like his mother, betrayed him by feeding him duck, by killing ducks. He loves ducks. He hates Jews, but he loves ducks. And not in this in this film. He didn't. Uh, there was no mention about the Holocaust at all. Weird. That's weird, right? Well, maybe you know, I like, wanted to yeah. know about the Holocaust, and so I went into a Jewish deli because it was the only place I knew where I would definitely find Jewish proprietor, you know? So I went into there, and I was like, hey, I was like, what's the Holocaust? And he said, the holla, $1.89 a loaf. How many do you want? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Wait, do, do you know what holla bread is? No, Mike, I know. I got you? it. The Holocaust, Holocaust. What's I, the Holocaust? Yeah, what's the Holocaust? $1.69 a loaf. That's that was a, hilarious. Uh, well, there you go, Ed. Hey, that reminds me of two of my favorite jokes that I, I melt together. A guy walks into a deli, and he says, uh, I'll have a bologna sandwich with pickles and mayonnaise. Oh, fuck, I fucked the joke up. A guy walks into a store. Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on. Yeah. A guy walks into the deli, he no, says, no, I'll no, have no, a bologna no. sandwich. No, no, that's not the joke at all. A guy walks into a store, and he says, I'll have okay. a bologna sandwich with pickles and, uh, and mayo. And the guy behind the counter says, are you Polish? And the guy says, why? Because I like a sandwich, a bologna sandwich with pickles and mayonnaise. And the guy says, that makes me Polish. And the guy behind the counter says, no, it's the dry cleaners. <laughs> I saw that joke coming. I know, because I fucked it up. I called it a deli. Anyway, so the, the Polish guy goes to the store next door. He goes to a, a, a library, which is a library. So the guy goes to the library next door. And he says to the uh, librarian, hi, I like a bologna sandwich with pickles and mayonnaise. And the librarian says, Sir, this is a library. And the guy says, Oh, I'll have a sandwich with pickles and mayonnaise. <laughs> he whispers it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So I took two different jokes and I made it uh, linear. That's linear very story. good. Like if you could tie as many jokes together into a chain, because you could tell one joke and, you know, you go, Ah. Oh. And then you keep the story going with another joke. <laughs> so the grasshopper walked it's into another good. bar. This, this woman goes to the grocery and she gets a small loaf of bread, like the little loaf. And she gets a, um, the small can of tuna. And she gets a single serving size mayonnaise. And she goes to the checkout. And the guy behind the thing says, you are single, no? And she goes, Yes, I'm single. You could tell that from just from what I'm ordering. <laughs> and he goes, "No, you are you are just so ugly." Ah, <laughs> uh, that's really, just uh, by a guess. That's a good one, man. <laughs> oh, so here's the producers. Something about Mel yeah. Brooks, and then back to Ricky right Jay. now. They're making fun of Hitler. And somehow it worked in the producers, right? Well, 
well, because it was, it was, it's the absolute, yeah, right. Yeah, we're, Do you remember the premise of the producers? Sure. Uh, something needed to be produced, so they hired the producers. They were trying to make a flop. Right. They, so they took they the most were, offensive thing they could possibly do. Yeah, they, they, they knew that, like, they would make more money if they, you know, got everything together and had all their money saved up, and then they had a flop and everything closed, and they get to keep the money. So <laughs> they went and found that guy. Springtime for Hitler. I have the worst script ever. But you know what I noticed now is that, that if you did, Okay. Right. Gene Wilder, 2016, dead. 2016, yeah. I saw, I met him. Did I ever tell you that? I worked at a wedding. You know, I worked as a yeah. banquet waiter in New Jersey uh, for weddings. And Gene Wilder was one of the guests. Really? And everybody came up to him and just was like, you're Gene Wilder. You know, a lot of people were like really happy to, to, to meet him. You know, it was, it was very sweet. And he took it in stride. How, he took how come stride. I can never hear you on this phone? You drop out, drop out, drop out. Okay, you were... At a banquet hall, you were the waiter. Yeah. Everyone was coming up to Gene Wilder and saying, yeah, Gene, Gene Wilder, and... That's it. That was the story. There was no cutout. That oh. was just very sweet. <laughs> there was no cutout. <laughs> you saw, so what did you do? Did you... You thought there was like a punchline at the end of that joke, the setup. <laughs> and then when did you didn't you hear get, it, you thought um, the phone... There was some phone difficulty. Did you get some coffee or... Carl, you, why is it considered good luck to throw a pinch of salt over your left shoulder? I don't know. Because it's considered bad luck to throw a pinch of cocaine over your left shoulder. <laughs> it's just a waste, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good coke. That's, I <laughs> wrote that joke salt, myself. I'm not allergic to salt, I found out. Uh, I think that I am allergic to pepper, though. Yeah? Because it makes yeah, you sneeze? Makes, Makes me sneeze, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm allergic. It gives that a good sniff. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find some jokes I wrote online while this movie goes. I on. have your routine from 1994. Oh God, I probably still do the same jokes, Carl. That's the. Uh, Should I play it? You want to play it right now? No. It's really good. Let me go find it. You know, maybe we could have a link to it. Well, I mean, I could put it online and give you a link. Well, uh, maybe we, I mean, we're, you know, it wouldn't be apropos. It would be okay. I mean, it would be apropos if you, we played a, one of my first sets after an hour long uh, fake documentary about Hitler. This movie's so bad, we're not even paying attention to it. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not. Did, did you, would you ever do a good movie? Yeah, there's plenty of good movies on YouTube. I like movies. I don't, I'm don't. i not particular. I'm not contrarian. I like to watch moving vi images, on, on uh, especially for free. I like to catch up with all the films that are out there. I love movies. These are cult movies, you know? They may be good or bad, but they're definitely watchable. Uh, but then there's films that are not watchable. See, Carl, let me break it down to you. Let me yeah. explain for a second. There's good movies. Right? Yeah. Then there's bad movies. Okay. And then there's really like good, good movies. Right? Yeah, yeah. really good, good movies. Yeah, and then there's a really good, bad movies, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. But there's also <laughs> really, uh, 
there's bad good movies, right? Like Crash or uh, Driving Miss Daisy or something that you're supposed to like. And then there's like uh, bad, bad movies like uh, this one or O.C. and Stiggs, right? O.C. and Stiggs is a good, bad, bad movie. It's a bad movie, right? But it's particularly bad, but it's enjoyable. This it's is enjoyable. Like, yeah. There's a lot about it. But this, which is, we did it as a previous episode, so go ahead to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on youtube.blogspot.com and catch up. Uh, but, and, and take a listen. But this film is a bad movie. It's definitely a bad, bad movie. The premise makes it a bad, bad movie. But it's also like a bad, bad, bad movie. You know, like, it's unwatchable. And that's the point of this right. podcast. We are telling jokes to make sure our audience can sit through this film with us. <laughs> There's Rommel banished to the uh, to the desert of North Africa. Do you think when he got banished, he ran off saying "hamburger, hamburger, 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 hamburger"? Yes, <laughs> the world was perfect. Yeah, that would be like bizarro world of. You know who was totally alt right was that uh, that morning bird that hung out with Ronald McDonald, the early bird, who oh, like right. came and got coffee and stuff like that. She yeah. was totally like into alt right before that was a thing. She was like Hitler, this and white uh, stormfront national, whatever that, and Nazi this and Nazi that. So, in fact, uh, she came up with oh, the uh, the I've McDonald's got a pun for Nazi. Um, All right, you should not see Hitler's folly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's listen to your act, can we? Hitler. All right, so let me. Uh, I'm gonna find some jokes I wrote. Oh, here's some I recent jokes. I got joke. you right here. I got you from 1994. You gonna play? All right. Well, hang on a second. Here's a joke. A hipster walks into a bar. Bartender says, "What will it be?" Hipster looks up from his phone and says, "I just told you on my app, on your app." All right. You want to play a little bit of me? Uh, <laughs> all right. Go ahead. I, play I, it. I get it. Because a hipster would, you know, he's online. And Go ahead. Play, oh, you know, maybe I'll, I can play it actually at the end of this. So if you can on, sit through Hitler's Folly. No, no. You have to, we have to watch Hitler's Folly. All God right. damn it. Fuck shit and fuck. That's okay, this party. is fake documentary uh, stuff. There's like fake interviews. But the real and documentary would talk about three animators who left this job. Okay, right. let's listen. It's okay. We have to listen, or we're not really watching. All right, hang, okay, I'm gonna plug it in. Hang on, let's keep talking. Let's on the TikTok. She's good enough. Thank you, Mom. I got it up here too. It has a projector sound. Their relationship has never on an equal basis. Adolf, well, Josh Walker is watching the So he's watching a, a, doc, a documentary that has a voice over I found this archival footage, like yeah. Blair Witch Project, I found footage. Oh, but this one has a voiceover. Oh, look, it's a Photoshop. You know what I think it is? Bill Plimpton probably met an animator who was a total fucking prick. And he said, that guy is like Adolf Hitler of animators. And he said, Adolf Hitler of animators? So this film is actually called Fuck You, Ralph Bacci. 
I liked him. Who Bill Clinton? Or do I think I liked him? Who Ralph Fatchy? Yeah. Ralph Fatchy is. Uh, he did Fritz the Cat. He did do Fritz the Cat. He didn't do the sequel though. But he did uh, Wizards, which had a Hitler. Ref- Actually, Hitler shows up in the animated film Wizards. I was gonna bring that up. Uh, it's a bunch of elves. It's like kind of a uh, Lord of the Rings thing. And uh, at one point, he, this little elf sees ultimate evil, and the animation cuts to black and white archival footage of Adolf Hitler. And the elf is like staring at Hitler. Like Hitler shows up in this like uh, Mid Eastern, Middle Earth world because it was ultimate evil. So that's in context, you know, like. Uh, and Hitler's shown up in like you know Warner Brothers cartoons, and there was always like a, a fight uh, for uh, in World War Two, you know, like to get to rally up in America. You got a you had you had cartoons of like Donald Duck kicking Hitler's ass or whatever, right? But and so, so it would be funny if that was brought up, like you know Disney draws a cartoon where Donald Duck kicks Hitler's ass so Hitler draws a cartoon where Hitler kills Donald Duck you know like yeah that would be kind of the joke is that he responds to his critics and it would be kind of topical because it would be did you see the film on the did you see the film on the train the joke here is he wants to be better than 35 millimeters so he does like 110 millimeter oh and so it's so big that yeah I just saw that and And there's eight technicians to to run it and ha ha. See, there's the thick film. All right, so what I think it is, Bill Plimpton in his esteemed career and his 33 decades plus of work must have met some animator that just pissed him off. And he said, I'm just going to spend every fucking penny I have in calling this guy a fucking Hitler. <laughs> and maybe it's the guy, Ren and Stimpy. Maybe it's the Ren and Stimpy guy. I'm not saying, but I think this film is a response to the, uh, that. Or maybe not. I don't know that many animators. Uh, sure you do. Um, animators by name. There's Don Bluth, right, who did Dragon's Lair and Secret right. of the Nude. Ra- Ralph Fashy. Ralph Fashy. Ralph Fashy, his films, like, they just... Uh, the It's not politically correct. I mean, the stuff does well, not play. Well, you're talking about the 70s. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, just base stuff, you know. Like, it was definitely racist. It played off... It was one of those things that played off of racism... Who did heavy metal? Oh, I should put the sound back on. How can you say you don't know? Uh, you know cartoonists. I mean, your father was a cartoonist. That's right. My late father, Art Spiegelman, Arthur Spiegelman. His name was Arthur Spiegelman. You met him. He's a journalist. He was a journalist. Not not to be confused. One of the best he, things he ever said he did was. His mouth. Yeah. No. My, he won my, a Pulitzer surprise for a mouse. Come on, don't of, be modest. Modest mouse. I saw it. I saw it on your fridge. My father, it was Arthur Spiegelman, who was a journalist, who met Art Spiegelman, the cartoonist, and and they uh, wrote, every morning he'd wake up, look in the mirror. You went up to Good my, morning, didn't, Art. Didn't you go up to my father, Carl, and say, "Hi, Mr. Spiegelman. Congratulations on your Pulitzer." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud. And what did he say? Uh, he thought it was funny, but yeah. I told him he spelled, I said, you spelled mouse wrong. I, I don't want to embarrass you, <laughs> but it's M-O-U-S-E. I mean, yeah. M-O-U-S-E. You could sing the song and remind yourself. That that was terrific because uh, 
the, he did my father did interview Art Spiegelman uh, for for Mouse during the late 80, mid eighties and uh, it was the lead of the story. The start of the story was that. Uh, uh, that's not the lead, but whatever. The, the start of the story was that you know I met a man with the same name as me, and this and that, and yeah. uh, and then it went on to discuss. You know, he interviewed or uh, speaking and one day we got a package in the mail, and it was you know the return address was written by Art Spiegelman at Art Spiegelman, and it was a cassette. It was like a jazz cassette because uh, they both I guess like jazz, but uh, I was, really liked your dad. Uh, we did. Oh well, thank you. I like your dad do, too. Um, I used to do dumb jokes with him. I forget exactly what it was. It was like um, there was something on the table and it bonked. And so he like pretended to bonk and he was like, art imitates life. <laughs> art imitates life. It was life. funny like that. I yeah. remember one time he was really drinking. Uh-huh. And we were all drinking, but he right. was bragging. He was like, I can get you to Cuba, you know. Okay. I really liked him. He was... Um, Wait, what about my dad drinking? No, he, well, uh, he, was, he, was, he was doing all this bragging stuff about, like, he's a journalist, so he has a little bit of power. Well, I was, oh, like, yeah. Cuba, you want Cuba? I can get you Cuba. Oh, that's hysterical. As you know, nobody can get into Cuba. Well, you know, I, I have to mention that during the uh, first uh, Gulf War, uh, my father covered it, and it was he covered it in Saudi Arabia. They had a journalist base, and he had returned, and uh, while he was away, Carl and I were doing a New Jersey... Uh, public access uh, show, which it pops up on YouTube called Fish Burgers. So go ahead and take yeah. that into Fish Burgers into YouTube. And uh, our version of Hamlet's on, on our website here. Let's watch full length movie on youtube.blogspot.com. But one of the bits was our friend John Fonseca dressed up as so damn insane, right? <laughs> Who And he was singing about uh, Bud Beer, but it was Scud. So yeah. when you say Scud, and I think Scud. My father came home. Like the first night he came home, uh, I had that on the TV, and he just looked at it like just so like weary. Like you know, he just flew back from around the world from covering this war, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was her friend dressed up as Saddam Hussein, and Saddam Hussein going Scud, Scud, <laughs> and just the look at it was like, I mean, the poor man. I mean, he just got through this whole thing, and that was actually during the time that a colleague of his, Bob Simon from CBS News kind of left the the compound and and got and became uh, got captured so the whole thing was just kind of scary and he right. yeah they i mean he was uh returned and he was pretty uh it was pretty hard i mean it was just rough on i mean this family's involved when, when it comes to this stuff so anyway i'm sorry i was talking about war and we're, we're, meanwhile we're watching this parody called hitler's folly <laughs> sorry How to bring up war during hitler's up? folly oh because uh art spiegelman yeah i know but because Art Spiegel is a cartoonist, but he's not an animator. I don't think he's done right. Yeah. So you're talking about animators. You don't. You do know animators. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about like people like uh, Bill Plimpton who get, are just kind of a, a singular voice who get independently produced to do films. Like I guess Pixar has a style, right? It's a mm-hmm. house. It's the, a, well, before Disney, but yes. Even after Disney, they still keep. You know, they still they still have a, a kind of style to them. Uh, and DreamWorks has a style, and I guess uh, uh, oh, some French films. You know, there's a gentleman did uh, the triplets of uh, Belmont. I think it's called, and did uh, the Illusionist, which was a terrific movie. Uh, the Illusionist, right? Yeah, which is a uh, Jacques Tati. It's supposed to be the the filmmaker. It's based on a story of his. The character kind of has a mannerism of his. 
Uh, I mean, I like those films. So, you know, and the great thing about people who are, uh, I don't have to agree with the movies. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you are a director who has a has a voice, I don't have to agree with it. I just want to hear the voice. You know, I want to hear mm-hmm. what it is. So, even though this thing is a complete misfire, and I have it on mute, no, let's you know, let's listen to some of this movie. All right. And the police okay, has this to is a guy who um, worked with um, worked on one of the studios that Hitler took over. He's talking about his whistle. I, I saw this whole film in preparation for today. Wow, that's good for you. I never do this, that. <laughs> I like to say uh, Hitler, by the way. So this is Hitler whistling, huh? Yeah, it's Duncan Shane. He's singing Wayne Newton. It is Duncan Shane. That's right. So uh, what is it you want to know? I'd like to find out about... Oh, I can't watch. I can't. Uh. It, this is a couple, and they used to own a club, and they're going to talk about their experiences with Hitler in the club. Oh, it's right. really pretty good. Uh, listen, you should go to YouTube and put in Fishburger's War in the Gulf. The well, that's what it is. You. Oh, right. right. Which was between waitering jobs, because I had a tuxedo under, and I was yeah. reporting from the Gulf. If I could just tell people about that, um, Mike was always like, I was like, listen, I mean, my goal was one show a month. That was my goal, one right. show a month. I mean, I wanted to do once a week. I mean, I'm always too ambitious, but I had to be one show a month. So Mike would tell me stuff like, I, I can't, I can't film. And I'd say, yes, you can, Mike, find the time. And you'd say, look, I'm working tonight. And I'd be like, what time are you working? Well, I have to be there at 6, we're set up at 7, you know. And I was like, okay. So I will get you at four o'clock and you'd be like, no, I have, you know, I'm, I'm doing this thing. I'm studying, whatever. So I would end up getting you like five thirty, promising that I'll drop you off. It was up Bloomfield Avenue in Verona in. Right. It what? was up, it was up Bloomfield Avenue. Uh, Bloomfield Avenue ran through three towns. And uh, so this is an example of a time like a few towns. I would go and get you at like five thirty. Right. Take you, you had over a van. to the Gulf Station. You had this white Have band. John attack you. Yeah. I remember you used to come home from college, and you're like, Carl, I can't film this weekend. I have too much to do. I said, Mike, <laughs> you're, you know, you were in Brandeis, I think. You, you, uh, were, yeah. you were away. Uh-huh. And I still wanted to do this show because you were just such a talent. I mean, I'm not trying to kiss your butt. I mean, there was something about you, like, oh, it's total hell. It's pure <laughs> chaos. Like, you would always say the wrong word. And Oh, when you're just, talking about my performance, I was screwed up. Yeah, well, you, you were the only uh, director I know who uh, let me slide but on you that. You would always, like, you would you would flub your line, but there was, but that was gold. <laughs> <laughs> so you would come home from college. Like I were You'd chapter be home 18. for like a day and a half, and I would grab you. Yeah, well, we would, so let me, Fishburger, so there was something called public access before YouTube, and that was, uh, these these cable companies own the airwaves, and uh, the government said, listen, you got to give a channel back to the people. This is, you know, broad strokes. So uh, they have a public access channel, and basically anyone can do a show, and there's, you know, community right. shows, but the community also can do their own show. So if you wanted to do a comedy show called Fishburgers, you could, and so they would give mm-hmm. you the equipment. You would you would volunteer and help them out, but you would be able to to lease the equipment and uh, record something, and then use their editing bay. 
uh, to to edit it. So, uh, and who was the woman who ran it? She was terrific. Sue was, Toya. Sue Toya. So, Sue, uh, sorry, so if you're listening, Sue, hi. Uh, but you know, she we like Sue Toya, so she was great. And uh, that was uh, like East Orange or South South Orange, East Orange. Uh, she was, yeah, they were in East Orange, okay. right? The East Orange, New Jersey. So we did a bunch. So the, you and your friend, uh, our mutual friend Tom, kind of had a vision for it initially, and I was trying to weaseling my way into it. And then, sure enough, I could dig my way into it. And then I was like, I can't do it, even though I was trying to get myself into every shot uh, initially. Initially, right. Yeah. See, Tom went off to Los Angeles. And he was only around for the first episode ever. And he actually named the show. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, I saw a porn movie during that time called Fuzzburgers. So it was something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you see the kitten? Yeah, I did see the kitten. It was adorable. Okay, that is actually a funny joke. Oh, uh, oh hey, speaking of funny jokes, let me get some jokes up here. <laughs> Okay, you see the... Okay, the spirits were down because they were losing the war. So what Hitler decided he would do is he would get dressed up in his costume, you know, his schmecky duck, whatever it was called, and he would go out and try to cheer people up. And the joke here is that it wasn't working and people found it to be an annoyance. And if they really knew that was actually their Fuhrer, you know, Oh, here's a funny joke. A guy walks into a record store and he says, I want a refund for this music cassette. The record store clerk says, 8-track? And the customer says, I ate it of all. I ate it of all. Okay. Oh, right. So a customer walks into a record store and he goes, I want a full refund for this rock album. And the clerk says, Nickelback? And the customer says, no, the full amount. A full, a full refund. This is from my website. Like it's <laughs> so Carl? Uh, a man walks into, uh, into a record store and the record store clerk says can I help you the customer says I would like to return this DVD copy of the 1967 film The Pied Piper of Hamelin and the record store clerk says what's the problem and the clerk says keep skipping the 1957 film. Because the, uh, because the Pied Piper would skip as he played? Yeah, it keeps skipping. <laughs> All right, so a customer walks into a record store and he says to the clerk, I'd like to return this Radiohead Kid A CD. It doesn't hold water. And the clerk says, ah, you know, it may sound slight on first listen, but you know, you give it a couple more tries and the songs get into your head. And the customer says, no, I mean, as a coaster, it doesn't hold water. Water seeped right through the, on the table and it left a ring. The, the CD <laughs> oh doesn't hold water. All right, There's I, more fake footage. Oh, I got one more, and then I'm going to watch the movie. Okay, okay. So the clerk says, can I help you? And the customer says, yes, I'd like to return the limited edition hand-pressed double seven-inch vinyl 45 single and a double-gated sleeve signed by the artist. And the clerk says, well, why do you want to return it? The customer says, I don't have a record player. Okay, uh, I'm going to turn it. Uh, I want to return this record. It's got these black specks all over. Oh, no, sir. Those are the flavor crystals. <laughs> okay, let's listen to Mike's act now, okay? 
No, no, we gotta keep we gotta keep watching. This. No, turn off. No, not yet. Did you hear those? Did you hear that laughter, Mike? Yeah, that's the last time I ever heard that laughter. That was for you. I'm just gonna play the laughter again. No, I don't want. I want to watch Camera Rubani. Okay, <laughs> I really am dying to play that, but we won't. No, we can play it at the end. I can play it to the the, the board here. I can. Can we watch War in the Gulf at the end? Yeah, all right. Uh, we'll go to the Fish Burgers, but we got to watch the rest of this movie. Here, I'll, uh, let's see. Okay. Let's, let's can be there. She was on an ethnological tour of Africa. Oh, by the way, this is... Hillary Clinton's speech was really a rehearsal for his acceptance speech he gave at the 1946 Wait, what time are you on? Oh, Lights went down. Everyone held their collective breath. 5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-5-4-
Strange Boys play. Awake when Miller uh, da, 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 something. Rommel, 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 Rommel. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the Rommels. Game, chat. Hmm. So I'm, I'm into an hour. I got we still got like about eight minutes of this movie, but it looks like maybe World War Two is ending. Oh no, Hitler uh, hides yeah, out no, the U.S. Is, the premise here is that World War Two ends and he escapes. He doesn't die, and he becomes the animator in in the United States. And you'll see faux pictures of him. Oh, Basically, okay. it's pictures in which they stick Hitler's face on. Oh right. Yeah. See, here's an advertising agency. Yeah, you know that's like. Uh, see, the joke here is he that. shaved his mustache. See. Yeah. You do you so, remember National Lampoon having a pictorial of uh, Stranger in Paradise, and it was obviously Hitler, and he was in like uh, a tropical island after the war, <laughs> like in present nah. day, and he was drinking like a cup from a coconut and stuff like that, and it was just him and on his island, you know. <clears throat> See how bad the sh- they just stuck his head on something. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm watching some guy sitting on a couch. On the couch, right? He's, yeah. This guy is talking about his time. See, he's saying Hitler used to do a great impression of Hitler. He would take out, a, oh, it was Hitler. Like so, this guy said, "You know who you look like?" And he goes, "Don't tell me Hitler." Everybody says Hitler. And he would take out a comb and go, "Sieg Heil, Sieg Heil." That was a joke. Like he <laughs> did, would. Carl, did you remember would, a Hill Street Blues show? Sorry to interrupt you on this joke. But do I remember wh- whose joke? Hill, Hill Street Blues had an episode where Jeffrey Tambor played a comedian, and his uh-huh. last name was Hitler. It was like Joey Hitler. And uh, he would always <laughs> get in trouble and get arrested and stuff like that. And he's like, I'm just Joey Hitler. It was a comedian. Hill Street Blues is one of the ones I avoided. I know I'm crazy. Okay, so this is a print of the film called The Ring which was like Hitler's masterpiece that never got to be seen because oh. he lost the war. Well, because after seven days, you die watching it, the ring. <laughs> you watch the video, and then you get a phone call, and after yeah. seven days, you die. Yeah, yeah. right. All right, so is they going to show the final film of his? The, the right, and the, it turns out that the, the Nazis at the door are there to prevent it. Oh, so they're going to stop know. it, and then maybe at the end credits, they'll show it at the end? Hot dog. I want a hot dog. I want a skull crossing bones. I want this movie to end. Yeah, I like this guy. I want him to make more movies. You know what? Maybe I will donate. We just exploited his film to make an episode. I should throw something into the pot. But you cannot donate to this film. He's got to understand that this film sucks. Oh, you know, it's he's true. He's got to understand... That he has six thousand views over seven months. Oh wow! Way to throw some He's shade. Gotta know that. And right. Nobody gave him money. Yeah. Is that Ava? Ava. That's Ava. But it's not Ava Braun. No. You know, I also like when they use archival footage, and there's like a bunch of people in there. They're standing there because of history, and they're not standing there like, man, I can't wait for Bill Plimpton to retake, recontextualize my picture and put me in some film about Hitler being an animator. You know, like, these people were there because of war. They weren't there to be a prop for a comedy show. Uh Uh-huh. I see what you're saying. 
But that's the thing. Like, I don't mind war comedy. You know, Duck Soup still holds up today. But who do you believe, me or my lying eyes? Because kind of, you know, I just heard that on a news program this morning. So that still holds up. But it's just when uh, yeah. there's no context to your uh, humor. Like, if right. you're going so people, to like tackle the Holocaust. Yeah, if millennials don't know and Gen X don't know, and because you can, Gen X's relatives and the baby boomers' relatives are all passing away, the people who were in the war. You know, and the baby boomers, I guess, yeah. went through the war. But it's just like there is a point where you're going to lose connections and as the years go by you want to make sure that history is still represented so when you make a film right. like this it should be very solidly in the context of history so if somebody who's walking in doesn't know or someone who does know they respect both of them and mm-hmm. this doesn't really respect it this says Hitler went into a movie house and the movie house blew up and uh, while he was watching a film in the end you know thank you for watching this film uh, you know, I look, I agree with you, and this is exactly how I feel about the Peloponnesian War. About the Peloponnesian what War? The Peloponnesian... Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, like, Tropic Thunder is a film about Vietnam War, but it's really a parody about Hollywood. But, yeah. you know, it gets kind of away because it's saying it's as bad as the Vietnam War, but it doesn't give you any historical no, context of the war. it takes place today, not... Yeah, that's true. Okay, you're absolutely right about that. It's in context of today in Hollywood. But uh, film, Excuse me. Bless you. But films that do play with World War II, and they have to put it in context. I mean, people don't like the movie Life is Beautiful because, they, you know, it, they feel like it, it makes... You know, people Holocaust. care very much about the Holocaust. Always say, never forget. Right. And I say, how can we? Every other week, it's a new movie, a TV special, there's a book. What? <laughs> well, people, how are we going to forget? Oh, right. There's always another movie. It's always putting an Oscar. So they're shooting yeah, away at this projector. Ending, by the way. See, the, hit, the Nazis are shooting the film so we know it's see it. Now, I don't understand that premise. Why wouldn't they want us to see... Hitler's last movie. Well, right, if they're Nazis. Okay, it's over. No, is it? I still see... Now put in fish burgers or in the... Oh, wait. All right, hang on a sec. It is no. Here comes the credits. All right, I watch. All right, I'm gonna go. Ahead. That sounds great, guys. Well, I, I just don't exciting sunshine community of Rainbow uh, Estate. We're not. We're not interested. Thank you. I'm gonna go ahead and pen the search. Uh, by the way, this is the joke here. Is Hitler is calling up in his new job trying Hello? to sell? Hello. Hello, Mrs. Bettelheim. Yes. Ah, yes. I'd like to take a few minutes of your time. No, I don't understand the joke here. Yes. All I know is I typed in fish burgers into uh, YouTube search engine, and that's the only uh, query. And you got fish burgers. Yes. All right. Well, I'm gonna wait. The movie's still happening. We're gonna sit sit to the bitter end of this film. Damn it. Hello. Hey, Carl Haupt. It's me, Adolf Hitler. I'm calling on behalf of Amway. How are you? Did I interrupt your dinner? I'm a Jewish German Hitler who sounds Italian. You should not see, not see this movie. Um, you have to put in Fishburger's War in the Gulf okay, in order right. for it to come up. Well, so that's Hitler's Folly. I hope you liked it. And I just want to give you a gentle reminder that if you like the film and you want to support more Bill Plimpton films, 
definitely check out the donate button on plimtoons.com and tell your friends all about it because we think it's a very wacky film, a film that Hollywood would never make. So keep, keep supporting Bill Plimpton Studios and thanks so much for watching. All right. I'll give him that much. So I'm going to go ahead and okay. thank Fish Burgers. Thank you, Bill. So thank you, Bill Plimpton, for letting us talk shit on your movie for an hour and call it an episode. Uh, okay, here we go. So this is on the Fish Burgers video channel on YouTube. That's two words. And this is a clip called War in the Gulf. And it's five minutes long. And, there's and you're going to play the audio, right? There's the flag of the Gulf uh, station. Are there still Gulf uh, gas stations? I don't know. Okay. We're all very young, as you can hear. There's Josh. Uh, fill it up. Regular unleaded. Sure you don't want the plus? 93% of the rocket. No, just fill it up. Regular unleaded. That's your van? Is that your van? Check your oil? Yeah. Is that the no, van? No, forget the oil. Just fill it up. Regular unleaded. No, Bang! don't check the oil. Uh-oh, here comes so damn insane. He just shot Josh. Carl's and gonna I get out shot. I'm both actors. I'm a soldier. There's me. I'm a soldier. You know why? And there's you, Carl. And you're a soldier. You know why? Because there's a war in the Gulf gas station. I'm not clear. See? War in the Gulf. There's the fun. He's behind the Gulf sign. I am so dirty. I am so dirty. It's our friend, John Are there you, Carl, in your house? War in the Gulf. Oh, the, the studio, studio, right. The they just happen to have West kitchen uh, curtains. Invaded right. Gulf Here Station I'm, in Montclair today under the leadership them. of so damn insane. Sex. This truly is war laugh. in the Gulf. We go now live to Mike Spiegelman in the field. Now, we were doing this during can the Iraq me, War. I mean, the yeah. war... The actual, right. Yes, I can barely hear you, Carl. I hear so you. I ran up as soon as I can. It's total chaos around here. I'm wearing a tux. There's war. It's, it's horrible. It's pure hell. It's pure hell. Yes, Carl, it is pure hell. It reminds me of the time. I think I was just trying to talk until John ran in there. He finally ran in there. I could stop talking. I don't care. So I just got captured. I was making fun of stuff that I was scared of. This My dad was 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 over there, wasn't he, at the time? I don't know if it was exactly the time. You're right, it might have been before. As so now Carl's back in the happen. newsroom and his we guest is Sudan Hussein himself. Over the war in the Gulf. Our guest tonight is Sudan Insane, leader of the Iwaki Citizens. Iwaki Hello, Citizens, Sudan. how right? are you? Hello, I'm good to have you. Good to have you uh, with us here. I'd like, it's good, it's good to be here. I'd like to just ask you a few yeah. questions about the Gulf conflict and maybe you could give us some insight. First of all, Look did you uh, board. kill commentator Spiegelman? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Did you need any of that stuff on that bulletin board? So, okay, so that's a lot. my dad, uh, Secondly, um, it's, it's been rumored that you have clones of yourself. There's like recipes and advice columns and like Ziggy cartoons posted on that board. Well, have you explained the fact that we just moments ago saw you abduct commentator Spiegelman? I am so damn insane. I need no explanation. No explanation. Okay, it's also that uh, the uh, IWAC is named IWAC because the citizens are wacky. Is so this, this is true? totally racist this now. This is an insult to the lower people of my country. 
Alright, not so wacky after all. And uh, right, also it's so been rumored that this war in the Gulf is okay, uh, really a war line. over oil, over, oh. over gasoline. Right. How do you respond to that? It's maybe the truth. Maybe. Everything else he denies. Alright, we return now to Fishburger's really regular yeah, scheduled yeah. programming, and we'll be back with updates on the war as they develop. I am an American prisoner of war for I fun of American prisoners of war. I am a guest of Saudi Hussein. I have not been coerced into saying that America will die in a bloody war where all imperialists will perish, that the New York Yankees will lose every game, and I want to go to Disneyland. No, no, you don't want to go to Disneyland. You blew it, you stupid American. You blew your life. Oh, your breath stinks. What did you eat, a raw camel? You eat that, that joke is definitely racist, but to be fair, John's breath does smell. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that the actor's breath. So, so damn is saying after the war. Because the war of... Uh, short, I guess. I guess, yeah, what I'm saying... So this is how he's yeah, This must have been all after the whole thing ended. John's in the news... John is uh, in the uh, newsroom, which is now a breakfast room, eating cereal. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, it is your same room. Uh, so yeah, so he's reading the newspaper. Oh, well, it was still a fun war. He reads the, the uh, text on the screen. The joke being, you know, he didn't get affected by the whole yeah, war. nothing happened. All right, well, all right, I'm going to pause on that. Uh so that was a now part. we can play your jo your routine yeah so do you found it on YouTube can I I'll play it on the over the no I, I didn't it's on my local computer I, right. I got it so we're gonna listen to an act I did in 1994 uh, just when I started and uh, you have it go ahead I didn't realize you suck but <laughs> this Mike it's funny stuff let right, me just, just play it I'm nervous because I bet you I still do those jokes, and now I'm going to feel like a sad loser. So go ahead. That's fine. Let me, um, I'm going to play it, and you tell me how is the audio on your side. Hold on. Oh, it sounds terrible. Stop. (laughs) Okay, do you hear it well? I hear it enough. Yeah, go ahead. In your home, you don't have... Easter eggs. They're Passover poultry products. Projects. Oh, that's Passover. funny. I said I never used that. I should use that joke again. Passover yeah, poultry. Yeah, Passover product. poultry products. Okay. Right. Okay. So I'm backing right. up a little, and then I'm going to. Okay, play I, it I feel a little bit better. Go ahead. Ancestors did cocaine. This is how like quiet and metered I sound. What's that? I sound so like everything's eggshells. I gotta like walk on it very tenderly as I tell a joke. Well, I mean, your appearance. It's, everyone's with you. The room is laughing, and your appearance does not look nervous at all. 
like when you said you're on ecstasy and then you pause and goes, you said, want to grow? It was perfectly timed. What did I this say? This is Mike what? doing a good job. All right, okay? keep playing it. Yeah, here okay, I'm, I'm doing a good job in 1994. They also, I don't want to sound pretentious or anything, but I've been drinking milk way before the kids tried anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and kids now, it's just so They changed the TV or something? What's going on with my set? You said you said TV lines. Am I wrong? And nobody answered. And you said hello, and then people laughed at that. And then you started fake counting the oh. room, and you said, "Yeah, we have enough for something." Did you hear it? Oh, yeah, right. TV lies. That's what yeah. I, I said. TV, right, because TV is that's a bunch of lies. Like the far yeah. out space thoughts, they weren't really that far out. They weren't that far out. Yeah. <laughs> In the 430 movie? Yeah. Super train, that was super. Yeah, Super Train was that super. that one i know that was a really good one too well, i didn't he hear said it really. that you found that the the key to getting out of unemployment was to get a job i'll be very 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 honest with you that's bullshit an interview you put the burger it took you it's <laughs> 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 some guy hired that such a young man saying like oh well, it's comedy you know it's a great premise get a job interview <laughs> this is good man alright all right, yeah, keep playing it it's just like a, it's like an intermezzo after Hitler's Folly it's so much better than Hitler's Folly this one I'm laughing <laughs> listen to the audience Mike they're with you it's a fucking comic in the back of the room when he gets turned doing like a pretend laugh. It says, Mike, do you know that you're all you're overqualified for this job? And you said, as long as you don't fire me, ha 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 ha. <laughs> you should see it. Like you've got that face like uh 
Uh, I'm doing my part as the person being interviewed. This is gold. This is gold. What was the punchline? Because I heard the walk. I didn't hear the, the, the final part. I heard the that punchline I... was sometimes I get the two things mixed up and I show up drunk for work. Oh, that's pretty funny. I should reuse that. Yeah, but so what you got to do is just make the thing. When I'm at work, I'm a machine for the corporation. I'm a cog. Right. Then I get home and it's my personal time and I unwind and smell the roses. Sometimes I get the two mixed up. I show up to work drunk. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. Thank you, Carl. I just got a new joke, an old joke. Thank you, old Mike. This is like uh, uh, Back to the Future. Past me yeah. shows up well, to I present mean, me. Nowadays, you'd know. Your setup is a mile long, and your punch is, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump. you got to right. switch that around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see what more you got. All right. Hold on. This is back when I worked in the financial district. Yeah. Yeah. So you're. By the way, you've you've got a list on your hands. You're trying so hard to remember without looking at your hands. Oh. Well, and yeah. But the audience is with you on that. Oh, I wrote the list on my hand. Yeah. God. Yeah, you know, I still have it. Oh, hang on a sec. That explains this list of my hand. That was from a it's set all faded, back in 1994. I should have. I never washed my hands since then. Oh, I have it right here. Show up drunk to work. person guy turning the pop tarts. I stopped that.
Are you hearing this? Yeah, You're being I, I, I hope the by. listener is still listening, uh, but we're listening to Carl's recording of me from 1994, my one of my first sets. Uh, it's funny, it's my first set, very verbose, everything's memorized, everything's routine, I'm talking very clearly and mannered. Uh, and uh, hopefully it comes through. But yeah, we're putting it on my podcast now. What the fuck? Okay, no, no, we should jump. We should jump because you're uh, the way you're saying it to the audience. Clearly, uh, no, I want okay. to hear the rest. Well, I personally think this is a really good set. Carl, keep playing. It. Just keep playing it. Keep playing it. Yeah. Okay, so right now you're uh, being annoyed by. I mean, you just want to be left alone in your commute, and it's Johnny talk a lot, and he's talking a lot. Okay. <laughs> this is actually based on a Tom Crow story he told me about a guy who had a third po- uh, Twinkie. Shit, I think I ripped this off a time. This whole idea that you assume you're gonna get sex, or just like—I mean, the joke was—I I was on a couple of dates. I knew someone who always had me sleep over, and it, nothing really came out of it. So that was me on stage. So. You're so nice. Yeah, I really like you. But I'm not attracted whole, to you. Yeah, it became this whole weird like friends. So I'm, I'm, I'm so a little embarrassed to be part of that. Kind of people? I don't know. There's some movement, the like people crashed your party and they were what people up something? I don't know. I think I was talking about the Jews. You, oh, well, I would hate to say let rewind it. I don't know. I don't know what I was saying. Okay, let me back it up. Oh, yeah, back that up. People. Mike, what's that? Up with people. Was that something of the 90s? I, I think it was during the 60s. I think uh, Glenn Close was even uh, a cast member. They were kind of a uh, like a folk pop group of like singing young kids. The first and, thing they did was unplug your suicide machine. So I guess they're like optimists. Yeah, people. they're um, they're optimists. Up with people. And they would, they would sing like these kind of positivity songs. Mike, tell me more jokes that you have today. No, oh, I just, I don't know, I'm just done. Oh, a joke today? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I love Ben and Jerry's, you know? I just always eat Ben and Jerry's. It doesn't matter what the, the flavor is. I mean, they could take my car keys and put it in vanilla ice cream and put some caramel in there. Some I think I have a bad connection with you. I, I keep on uh, 
You keep on dropping out. Um, All right, I'll start from the beginning then. What the okay, hell? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I hear you well now. All right, so uh, in the beginning. Well, Carl, I like Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah. I eat it. I mean, I'll eat any flavor. You know, I mean, they could take my car keys and put it in vanilla ice cream and put some caramel in there. Rolos. Coconut shavings. And uh, package it and call it, here's my car keys, and I'll buy it at the liquor store for seven bucks. And the next day, I'll be like trying to get to work, and I'll be like, God fucking damn it, where's my goddamn car keys? Why can't, I got to go to fucking work. My life fucking sucks. Why can't I? I lost it on purpose. You know what? Fuck life. I'm going to go eat some fucking ice cream. And I'll open the freezer and they'll say, like, here's your car keys. Bingo. And I'll be like, yay. I and love I'll be so happy I'll eat the whole pint. So that joke never works, but that's the first thing that came to my head. And I was actually very excited to say that joke one and a half times on my own podcast, which I, uh, you know, that was quite a feature. Wow. Speaking of which, so Carl, uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you could book me care of at Spiegel Media on, uh, on uh, Twitter. Uh, or you can run away. You know, I actually do have bookings at SpiegelMania.com as a website, as an email address. I got that like 12 years ago. Uh, and uh, so, Carl, thank you so much for uh, doing this show. I mean, I love having you as a co-host. Thanks, man. I love to be here. I really do. And you pick, you pick good, bad movies. I take good, bad, bad, bad movies, yes. <laughs> Except uh, this one was so bad that it was unwatchable, right? You yeah, I, I, well, we definitely deviated. Like yeah, we did watch it. We just didn't listen and pay attention to it. Uh, so, I, you know, maybe I should change the title. And speaking of which, let's play the theme song and get us out of here. Wait, uh, what about the new theme song? How come you never play it? Because I downloaded I haven't. I haven't downloaded it on SoundCloud. I don't have it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I've, I, gotcha. yeah Carl wrote a really good one. I'll you have don't a, hate it. That's the thing. I was like, no, weeks, I so don't. I, was like, I don't. I haven't. You know what? She's Louise. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into my uh, Facebook. I'm, I'm going to go into my account. I'm typing. Anyway, I'm going to type into my uh, Yahoo. Here we go. Mail dot Yahoo. They're taking down the Yahoo <laughs> sign from uh, if you ever take the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Not the Golden Gate Bridge. The other one. Uh, no, maybe there is Golden Gate Bridge. There is a big sign that says Yahoo on it. All right, there we go. Password. That's how people know about them. Certainly not from the internet. Oh, yeah, no, it's a sign because they see it when they go to and from uh, the bridge uh, in the Bay Area. Okay, hang on a sec. So let me... Search for Carl. Carl Howe. So they're, they're driving past the, the Golden Gate Bridge and they see a Yahoo sign and they say, oh, how retro. Let's look that up. All right, here we go. On Google. They go to Google. And, they go to they Google, Google to look Yahoo. it up. You never uh, Yahoo something. You Google something. Oh, I don't want to download it. I just want it to play. Wait. Oh, how about if I do... No preview. I'm gonna to have to download it. Uh, okay. All right. Did I download it? Oh. You okay. have the time. It's uh, you have 20 minutes. No, I don't. I have like five minutes. Oh. All right. Here we go. Final version. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and click this. Let's see if it goes. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being part of the show. Bye. Let's watch a full length 
friend, I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and ways champagne tickles my nose. I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with more. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tuchel Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than the Sound, Space, and Podcast. 
Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, Good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, no one got hit by a bus, but <laughs> Tess would still it's like it. pretty good. And I could throw that in there somewhere. <laughs> get that. Get those bus fans. Yeah, my uh, my bus shot already happened. <laughs> if it's you're a ever, bus shot. if you're ever in, uh, if you're ever in wicked grounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go in the the bathroom. Okay. In the light box. Okay. The mirror in the bathroom. Yeah. Or the light box in the ba- bathroom. That's the x-ray of my arm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to go check that out. Check it out. That's early on. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to go see that. Yeah. That's so cool. Wicked Grounds is a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You guys should check that out. Wait, I do want to ask you, what's your favorite coffee, <laughs> San Francisco coffee? I like stuff. I like beans from... Uh, 
Rwanda. Okay. Nice. And I, I'm. Uh, Rwanda's good. I don't like Ethiopian. It's too blueberryish. I'm enthralled with the, uh, with the process. Yeah. You know the warm cup. The, Hell yeah. The white filters and the timed. Yep. And the perfect temperature and the yeah. Coffee's fun. Hey man, you guys, you guys are the experts. Um, I, I'm, we're gonna actually have to cut it off because we're we're at 12 p.m. 12:01. But thank you guys so much for listening, Morgan. Thank you thank for doing you. the bonus shenanigans. Thank uh, you. I'm gonna go ahead and and hit stop, and then uh, Tess is gonna play some other shenanigans, and then uh, you know that's great because then we won't have dead air. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Ta-da. Dude, Morgan, thank you for staying for two hours. Did you turn yeah. the mics
you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento. 